There we go. Hey, thanks, uh, Scaly. Appreciate it. All right. Uh, Oh, really? Was that only it? Two hours and 16 minutes, Vita? I thought we went longer than that. When did you start the recording? Was it on time? Because I thought we started taping at like 7.45. That would put us at like two and a half hours, which I guess is still okay. And I didn't freeze to death. I I am cold. (laughs) I ain't going to lie. I'm pretty cold. Snake Eyes says, yes, I kept you tight. Well, that's good. I'm glad we did. There was a lot to talk about there. Guys, I'm going to move down into the after-party room. If you guys would like to join us, then please hang out. We'll uh, hang out for a few minutes. I don't know, not very super long because I'm cold. But uh, for those of you who are going to go ahead and bow out at this point, thank you. Uh, I appreciate it very, very much. Uh, Thank you for being here to listen to the show and supporting the show. I appreciate you. We'll do it again uh, with Gregor and Big Country this coming Wednesday, and then I'll return again next Sunday. Uh, for an early show, hopefully, next Sunday. So uh, appreciate you guys. If you are bidding your adieu right now, have a wonderful evening. Thank you for being here. Y'all take care. I'm going to take Man. my divorce to the Latinum Node. I'm going to until I can no more. DJ. Yeah, yo, what's up? I need the points for the last two questions, dear. Uh, messing up my Sorry. All right, well, he got zero points on the last one because he guessed falling down, and that wasn't an answer. Um, and then jewelry, jewelry is what he won with. That was, uh, DJs, hang I on. started uh, at hang the on. end of the uh, news. Okay, that's cool. Uh, thank you. I appreciate you running that. Uh, jewelry was 36 points. Sure. Thank you. <sighs> oh, goodness. Drinking school. There we go. All right. So, Snake Eyes, you had lots of complaints on what? What did you have complaints on? You talk too damn much. I'm a freaking radio talk show host. Of course I talk too damn much. My <laughs> God. Who was complaining about what? I definitely talk too much. I mean, that's like, that's a fact. It's a prerequisite, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. Well, that's, what I, they were, that's what they were saying. They were saying I needed to hurry up and come back so I could keep smacking you back in the line again. Oh, no. You know what? I didn't do bad last time. Uh, what was the last show? Two hours and like four minutes or something like that? I mean, I did okay. I did okay. Average 92, uh, highest 134. Wow. That's actually not bad for this time of night. That's not bad. Blue Mandalorian says I need to talk less, but I need to talk more. What the hell does that even mean? We had to peak at around uh, 2 a.m. 2 a.m. would have been... Are you five hours or six hours up right now? Five. No, that's, uh, that's, UTC, that's UTC time. So it's seven, seven hours. So 2 o'clock would have been 7 p.m. What? That can't be right. That can't be right. It's only, it's only 3.16... What the hell time is a UTC right now? No, three thirteen. Uh, the show ended. It's uh, three sixteen. So my time is four sixteen now. So an hour and ten minutes ago was peak listenership. Okay, that's about when we 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 had just started research. Started talking about math. Yeah, we had just started research. See, people tuned in for the math, <laughs> and then tuned right back out. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe. It's all right. I listen to the math. It's useful. The math is definitely better suited for video, but that's why I asked Truck and Chick, and she did a great job. By the way, Truck and Chick did all this today in about two or three hours. 
I didn't send her everything until, gosh, what time was it, Chick? Probably 3 or 4 o'clock my time. Yeah, and yeah. I was at church, and yeah. <laughs> you did a great job very, very quickly. Uh, yeah, super great job. So, uh, But yeah, and, and you know what? At this point, Chick, if you would like to throw up the actual PDF, that way people can download it and share it, because I think there's enough of a message in there for... I'm going to add some of those points, the the nuances that I missed. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. And then I'll throw it up there. Yeah, that way people can share it because I think that would be a nice little PDF chapter reader for people to uh, go back and look if they miss the show or if they – you know, some people – you know what? Even on the official Discord, people said sometimes they don't like listening. They want transcriptions of the show. Uh, and I'm like, I'm not transcribing the show. And then they were like, well, how about just the main bullet points? That's actually exactly that that's exactly what Chick just did. She, in 15 slides, she gave you the entire podcast today. So maybe the official Discord can... Uh, <laughs> can <laughs> they can They can read it now and be happy. I, th- I threw a um, spreadsheet there for you guys. Uh, where you got I took it? What you did. I, took, I, I took what you did in the slides and I, I created a spreadsheet. <laughs> that fast, folks. He created a spreadsheet. You're a genius, man. He, it's, he in your, it's in your chat. It's in your chat, and I'll send it to you as a direct message as well. Oh, okay, let me find if it here. You shoot it to me. I'll include it when I post the PDF. Uh, let's see. It's rough. It's rough, but it does exactly what you want. I'm good at taking rough and holy it, cow! Look what you did. That's insane. That's what she said. <laughs> That's insane, man. Wow. Cool. Yeah, shoot that on over to Chick. We'll throw that up. I'll, I'll do a proper version of it, but um, here's a scoop for you guys. We're building a website. And we'll have all this in the website. Breaking news. There you go. Elkarts 2.0, working 24-7. Uh, I'll tell you this, and, and again, I, I couldn't say it enough during the show. Guys, without Elkars, y- you guys want to talk about Scopely Math being obscure and unable to prove? Holy shit take l cars out of the equation there is no way to verify this math none if you take l cars out of the equation there's no way to ever know if your research is working or not there's no way to ever know what the net returns are what the yields are nothing uh what the base values are none of it because all of that is in l cars and without it it's not published anywhere you can't get it doesn't exist so LCARS was a huge, huge benefit today in helping calculate some of these percentages for, like, cumulative and net impact and all that stuff. So, yeah, big time. Big time. More coming. Uh, yeah, just, uh, you know, Absher just pointed this out, and I'll, and I'll uh, promote this as well. Folks, uh, LCARS... And actually, this is how I do most of my LCARS research anymore. LCARS uh, launched a new feature here a few, uh, I don't know if it was a few weeks or a couple months, but if you go into any LCARS chat room and type exclamation hello, then the LCARS bot... Terminal channel, please. Oh, uh, sorry, a terminal terminal channel, not the (laughs) chat. If you go to a terminal channel and do exclamation hello, uh, the LCARS bot will actually open a PM, a, a direct message with you, and that is where I do all of my research. I don't do it in any of the terminal channels in there unless I'm trying to get Farty's attention. But I do all of my <laughs> research in private message 
uh, with the Elkars bot. That way I'm not looking for a channel. Or if I knew that I did some research like a couple of days ago, it's not lost. I can go back through the, the direct message, the private message, and find that stuff, which is probably also... I would imagine, hopefully, maybe, reducing a little bit of server demand because people aren't having to repeat their queries. So um, that would be that would well, be. A- we're, we're processing. I mean, last week we processed. Last week, the week before, we processed over fifty-four thousand queries. Woo-hoo, fifty-four thousand commands in one week in Elkar. Yep. So that's that's big. That's big. If that gives you any idea about the scope of what it's being used for, so. 50,000 of it's those also, with DJ trying to get the terms right. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe it's not 50. Maybe 40. Valid commands, not, not, not invalid. Oh, valid commands. There you go. So the failed commands don't even count. There you go. <laughs> no, they go, they go to a separate list. <laughs> right, but it's also good. You know, maybe you want to do that stuff covertly because people on your server might see what you're looking up and then they know what your plans are. That's true. You know, one of the things that uh, that I've used Elkars for over the last several weeks, uh, maybe even a month or two, and uh, I'm sure that a lot of people do this, but just in case you don't, one of the things that I use Elkars for is mapping out the most efficient path to my mini events. So like when a research event comes up and I need 25,000 points, I'm looking for the researches that I can do and then using Elkars to find out how many PowerPoints it's going to give me so that I can do that most efficiently and for the least amount of resource spend uh, and the least amount of speed-up spend so that I can map mm. my way to the 25,000 points you know, efficiently instead of blindly. I mean, because how many times have you done this? How many times have you you know, done three or four researches and then that last research you did was like a 20,000-power research and you only needed 2,000 points? Right, so uh, using L cars to figure out, you know, research or even buildings, things like that, to help you map that out, so it's a little bit more efficient. Snake Eyes says doing it blind is more fun, and you'll, yeah, I get, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> probably <laughs> or wasteful, yeah, because you could end up sometimes spending a bunch of resources on trying to do researches or builds that aren't going to get you to maximize that. Particular event, so you probably want to know because there's no way to tell in game. On the other hand, no. on the other hand, he probably has more power than the rest of us because he is doing that twenty thousand research when he only needs two thousand points. So, so he's got more overall power because he is uh, doing the extra researches when it's when it's needed. So uh, anyway, yeah, I use L cars a lot for that. I, I mean, I'm in L cars every day. There's no there's no doubt about it, Farty. I'm in it every single day. I don't. I don't think that there's a day that goes by that I don't look up something. So we got lots of new stuff coming. Looking in the research. Go ahead. They change explore repairs, battleship repairs. If they change explore repairs, battleship repairs, and and the other repair to um uh. It stops at seventy five percent. If it went to one percent or a hundred percent and then one X, two X, three X and whole numbers. That that could help. That could help. Um, the other thing that you could do, because those are somewhat early researches, again, just like whole density, if you use those researches to affect the base value before you start doing everything else additive. You know, then you can you can do it that way too. I mean, there's a lot of ways that you can improve the research tree, and and here's the the point of it all: 
is, <laughs> you know, as the game goes on, you know, now we've seen we've seen the addition of two trees in the last year. We've seen, uh, well, Galaxy was right out of year. Wasn't Galaxy released in October of 19? So we've got uh, Galaxy in October of 19, and then Outlaw in, uh, let's see, January, February, March, April, May. We saw Outlaw Tree in May of 2020. So that's two trees in, two, uh, two trees in a year. Um, assuming that, uh, you know, researches continue to be added, then uh, they just need to be a little bit more cautious about what those individual level amounts are. Um, and, and again, super easy fix. Just remove the dependencies. You know, and again, somebody said that I don't think that they would do that. And and to be honest with you, I don't necessarily think you're wrong. The research dependencies require you to invest more into the tree than maybe you want to, and that may be the idea. Um, you know, and and I'm not opposed to that idea, but I at least want to get back something that's equal to the value of what I'm putting in. You know, well, here's another. Well, it's obvi- I mean, it's obviously built to retard progression to instigate spending. I, I don't think we any of us can argue that. But also, at the same time, all research is very important. Don't jump levels and don't do research. Then you get beat. Research is important, and that's why it's absolutely necessary. But, but uh, again, I go back to, you know, listen, why should, why should a PVE-er have to spend, research on, uh, spend resources on research that they don't want to do? You know, why should uh, so when somebody comes and smacks them in a PV, PVP event that they weren't paying attention to, they might actually win for a change? Well, but they're not going to because they're not PVPers and they don't know how to crew. They don't, you know. But then that's that's part of the game is strategy and utilizing resources resources to your advantage. Well, and that's my point. How to win a battle. That's my point. If you know, I, if I mean, I, we take our spaceships out to battle, it, whether it's PVE or not. You're always going to have the aspect of PVP, so you better be ready for it. Well, I agree with Moxavian. The, it all comes down to bang for your buck. That is a ratio that is important to know for any type of investment. And um, you know, at the very least, these formulas that we gave you tonight will allow you to do that and choose what researches are important to you. But again. I go back to, you know, I might want this research, but it's going to cost me these four other researches, researches that I don't necessarily want to do. For example, I uh, was looking today, building efficiency 10. All right, I'm doing a lot of building right now because I'm building towards Ops 40. So I thought, well, maybe I'll bump up uh, building efficiency to level 10. Well, it requires me to research vault protection, dill protection. I don't give a rat's butt about dill protection. Zero. I don't care about it at all. Why should I have to research that in equal levels? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to research dilithium protection in order to increase my building efficiency. Right. Well, ultimately, it doesn't do anything for you anyway if you get raided and you have a bunch. I mean, what does it save you? Very little. I mean, drain bases, we look at them and we're like, (laughs) Why does that work over? I'm just saying, I don't want. I've been going to zero. I know you have. I have been too. You know, so dilithium protection may or may not even be functional. So I mean, you know, I, I just I go back to my I go back to my argument that I don't want to spend on that research if it's not a research that I want to invest in. So. Right, but some I mean, there are some researches that do 
you know, kind of carry on to other researches. So some of those are important and and others are not. Well, but just like you say, strategy is important and research matters, okay? Um, right. It would create so more... sometimes you've got to take one in the butt to give one in, or, or <laughs> six in the butt, you know? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I think it would create more diversity in the game. If I, <laughs> I chose... Know, I want to put that on a mug. Yeah, if I, <laughs> if I choose... <laughs> if I accidentally choose to skip a valuable research, uh, research isn't that my fault? If I choose to skip a research that is ultimately very valuable, that's my fault. That's my mistake. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to the be The best required. example of this is that, like, interceptor research requires you to do both battleship and explorer research. There should be no reason for that. Uh, that's a very good point. If I know that right, I'm gonna, might not have a battleship or right. If explore. I know I'm going to focus on you know uh, an interceptor or you know battleship, then I don't want to necessarily have to spend. You know, so anyway, I mean that's that's kind of the point. That's kind of the point. Uh, Captain Planet says those re- a lot of researches are just resource dumps. There's no other use, and I don't necessarily disagree in some cases. A lot of the research is really good, but some of those, you're right, they are resource dumps. That they are no different than tritanium warehouses and steel vaults. All right, those are also resource dumps. And so, again, if you know, like Gregor said during the show, even if, even if you came out with a new research node, a new research node that affected the base value, like hull density does then that actually is a wildly important research. Even though it might affect hull density, for example, Okay, it's still a good research because it affects that value in a way that it hasn't been affected before. That's the problem. That's where we get into trouble is when we are impacting the exact same numerical value. Hull value or hull health points, for example. Anything that impacts the hull health points in the same way is an additive research and that's where we're getting into trouble you never explain why that is though i I mean so if you gave one percent for every damage uh research you did the game would be completely unbalanced you actually have to only give a percentage of a percentage otherwise people just go around destroying each other for every research they did comparatively to the one that doesn't have it um, now, explain. as far as cost reduction, well, I kind of agree though. with you, but as far as damage reduction, it can't work. It won't work that way. Well, and I, I think that, well, I mean, it kind of still does, though. Those are still additive researches. If I look at... That's it, why they're additive. That's what I'm saying. They have to be that way. I think what he's saying is it's kind of like the hard mitigation cap. You can't go above it. Well, I think there are mitigation caps on all of these researches, and the they have these additives because once you hit that level, you, it's not going to do you any more good to do any more research. Now they just lost a money stream. Well, but that's that's, I mean that's uh, that that's doesn't business. make sense. Well, no, well, I mean you then, don't you don't ever want to cut off just... the money stream from research. I mean research is something that can infinitely, infinitely. I mean look at look at it for example. We we talked even tonight if G four ship repair offered. You know, even if it was one research node or ten research nodes that offered a bonus of a thousand percent, okay, Gregor's still spending a hundred million trite on that ship. Still, 
And and therein lies my point. That next thousand percent, for example, it should be, it should not be that expensive. Like if it's going to cost him fourteen hundred dollars to get seventy five percent efficiency, you know that's too expensive. It should be say fourteen hundred dollars for a fourteen hundred percent cost efficiency. That's the way it should be today. That has to scale over time. And it's still, that's why I say it's an infinite model. Because of the cost efficiency model, the way that they use it, repair cost will never be $100,000. It it literally can't get there. To get to $100,000, you would need a cost efficiency, uh, a sum of all bonuses of like 450,000%, probably higher. It's an infinite model. Okay, so they don't need to be stingy with it. They don't need to offer it five and ten percent at a time. It's okay to offer five hundred percent and seven hundred and fifty percent at this point. Like it can be done, and you're still going to make money because it. You know, at a thousand percent, he's still paying a hundred million trite to repair the ship. You see, so it's well, a, it's an I, infinite I think, model. I think this brings in, uh, me up to my point that I've been making for a while now, and it's a very unpopular opinion. But I don't think when Scopely roadmapped where they expected their players to be when they released this game two years ago, expected anybody today, November 1st, 2020, to be over level 39. They didn't plan on it. They did not plan on this many people spending this much money to get as far ahead as they have. So, yeah, they're in the weeds. They're doing stuff to try to catch up with where everybody else is. Well, so, I mean, again, the answer is simple, all right? Take the benefits from the research. I mean, listen, they did a combat update, Wham. They did a combat update a year ago last month where they rebalanced all the ships and rebalanced all the powers and the, and the base values. They, they literally changed the base values of a number of ships. You could do the exact same thing, call it the research update, where you could go in and you could literally – rebalance the game just through researches you could change base values and the values of researches the way that they're being given and you could effectively fix the balance of this game very i say easily i mean obviously the the combat update they said they worked on for months and that may be true uh and it may take months to redo research but that's how you do it I mean, that's one way that you can do it. We've been talking about fixing the economy through increased payout and better packs and better event payouts. But really, truthfully, you can actually legit do it in the research tree. Uh, And and not even – it doesn't doesn't even have to be the research tree. You could legit fix it by just adjusting the base values like they did with the ships. All right? Why should the base value value of a Kelvin be 1.488 billion tritanium? You know? I can exactly. You, I can It'd be easier to reduce the cost of the ship than do what you're saying for them. But when, when you upgrade your certain buildings, like your R and D, or when you upgrade your uh, uh, shipyard, you're you at certain levels. Every five, eight, ten levels, whatever, you get a two hundred percent base reduction. Well, that would be great. That'd be and that great. That would be a, a quick and dirty way to fix it. That would be fine. Again, something that impacts the base. And again, as we said during the show, if something impacts the base, that would actually be a new research with the exception of hull density because that one, uh, there's also one for shield I found today. There's one for uh, shields as well that affects the base value. But there are so few researches that affect base values, it's kind of crazy. 
You know, if, I, wouldn't even, I wouldn't even make it a research. I would go and backfill it into a part of leveling past R and D ten. At R and D ten, you get a thirty five percent reduction off base costs on research. That would be massively or, valuable. Massively you, you valuable. Hit, you hit shipyard thirty two, you get a seventy five reduction on base cost or addition. I mean, however you have to do it to make the math work, but. Base it off your ship, just like when we used to upgrade the refinery and you'd get so many ores because you upgraded the refinery at a certain level. Well, you'd go back and you plug that back into some of these buildings that automatically give you a reduction of the base cost when you hit these levels. Well, that would work too. I mean, there's like I said, there's a number of there is a number of ways. As I discovered over the last two weeks with Gregor, there's literally five or six ways you can improve this system, and it doesn't have to be all or none. I mean, you you could choose some of suggestion one and some of suggestion four and some of suggestion six, and and really rebalance everything in a very good way. I mean, you know, and and I don't mean to to harp on G four repair costs because I know a lot of us aren't there, but that's the easiest place to see it. Uh, for example, you know what we didn't talk about this during the show, so I'll share this with you. Right now, if I look at my Ultra Ship uh, pack, okay, if I go into the store and I look at that core pack, the one that's a hundred dollars, and it's the gold picture of my ship. All right, at Ops thirty nine, I get four hundred million titanium to buy that pack 400 million titanium for a hundred dollars now my enterprise at tier six my enterprise sorry i think it's tier seven i don't remember anyway my enterprise only costs three hundred and fifty thousand titanium to repair three hundred and fifty thousand titanium so if i take the 400 million that i've got and i divide that by three hundred and fifty thousand I can repair my ship 1,142 times with the purchase of one pack. All right? Which, by the way, gives me the value of approximately eight cents. If I monetize it, it costs me eight cents to repair my enterprise. Now, folks, I want you to retain that knowledge for 20 more seconds. Eight cents it costs me to up to repair my enterprise. Gregor is 49. He gets 3.6 billion tritanium. 3.6 billion tritanium for $100. But it cost him 330 million. All right. Which means that he gets a repair for $10. It cost me 8 cents. It cost him $10 for a full repair of the Kelvin. That is a gap that is so wide. That, that is, it, sh- it shouldn't be that wide. Even at, Wham, what do you think? Even at a dollar a repair, that's probably more manageable, all right? But that is still 10 times as expensive as my ship at G3. Absolutely, yeah. but that also goes back to the point I made earlier. Nobody's supposed to have that ship yet. Well, I understand that, but, I mean, $10 a repair? Is that really realistic? Is that... Is that what you should be expected to pay after you spent $20,000 building the damn thing? Probably not. But the point, my, my, my thing is when this was designed and mapped out, we should just now be, re- our highest players should be hitting 39 today. Not sitting at looking well, at Well, if they did it free to play. 
Well, even, what I'm saying is Scopely had no, with $100 packs that give, you have to buy 10 of to buy something, they had no expectation of people buying their way to the top. Well, the way they did. regardless so, of their expectations, the fact is is that the reality is now that it cost Gregor $10 to repair that ship, and it cost me $0.08 cents to repair mine. Okay? You know, so that that is a disparity that's just wild. That's a wild disparity. Um, you know, even if they offered a base value reduction or offered, uh, you know, a, a, let's say a, a, let's say they offered a mega prime for uh, that offered a one thousand percent reduction or now a thousand percent cost efficiency. We said that would still take him down to a hundred million, a hundred million. Now we take that three point six billion that he's getting. And we divide that by 100 million. He's still only getting 36 repairs per hundred dollars. That's roughly three dollars a repair. Three dollars again compared to my eight cents, and that requires a new research at a level of 1,000. Now, guys, what do you think of the the odds that we see a new research poke poke up here anytime soon that offers a 1,000 percent cost efficiency? All right. Probably none. Probably zero. Okay? 1,000% is what it's going to cost to get him down to three real dollars per repair. And that is still outrageous when you compare it to my eight cents. You see? Well, I think this is where you and I both agree. We should not be having to spend any money on a daily basis to play daily stuff in the game. Yep. Yep. And that's where... That's where we've gotten so skewed between uh, G2, G3, G4 ships and repair costs and upgrade costs is that it's scaled, but there, there, there should have been some type of inflation in between, and we blew past the inflation. <laughs> well, yeah. like Okay, so like the, the chart that I showed for the value of research, it's an inverse bell curve, right? Except the cost for progression and G4 ships is the exact opposite it's the second half of an inverse bell okay like the higher you progress the and and the higher ships you have the more expensive it it is to actually run them for operational costs and and again at ten dollars a repair that's outrageous even at three dollars a repair that's that's really expensive that's really expensive and that's going to take a research efficiency of a thousand dollars or a thousand percent to get an argument to this is that I get a lot of crap that I, I have weak ships and that I did this intentionally. I try not to take anything over tier four for that very reason. You know, you keep it down to tier four, it still does its job. It actually does well in PVP, but it costs me significantly less. That's why I'm a big fan of the North Star. Well, I'm a big fan of the Stella, right? Because it is a very cheap ship and that's how you save resources and win. Just because you can afford the big ship doesn't mean you should buy it or use it. And you should wait till the game catches up. I uh, absolutely agree. I mean, if you're you're digging your grave by buy it. There's a there's a couple whales, and one of them's in your podcast that are contemplating uh, contemplating quitting the game because they can't afford the two hundred dollars a day to keep it active. Well, stop using it. Don't use the ship. Go back to your epic. <laughs> Or build well, a, a smaller epic, like a tier four one, to do everything else you need to get. Well, done. that's true. I mean, you know, I have told that to several pe- people. Use that G four when you absolutely need to, which is truthfully pretty rare. 
All right. Most people can get by on using the Jelly or even using their G3 Epic even well into their 40s. You know, uh, you don't have to run around in, in the G4 ship. Um, but, uh, and Wardod says, who's spending money daily to play the game? There are, there are players. There are, there are a handful. There are tons, tons of players that are spending every day two, three, four hundred dollars just to be able to do their four or five hours worth of playing. But again, Snake Eyes, that may come back down to is that the wisest way to play? Like Wham just said, there's other things oh, that you can do. Isn't. <clears throat> you know, so why? Oh, on the other hand, I like what Mark's point is. Why get a ship to park it? And that's what the G4 players are asking themselves. Why did we spend all this money on a ship that now we cannot use? You know, and that's the same question I'm asking. <clears throat> why did you spend all this money on something you can't afford to use? Well. Like right now, I'm level 35, and I've been using my legionary to do my dailies just because it's cheaper than anything else I have to repair. Yeah. Great stuff. I mean, I still use my Enterprise for a lot of stuff. I, you guys know I have my jelly. <laughs> I haven't been using but, uh, it. But my point is, DJ, you could use your Mayflower to get your dailies done. Like, we're not supposed to be where we are. We're above where Scopely is ready for us to be cost-efficient-wise. Well, as far as the payouts in the game, I would agree with you. The payouts in the game support an upper 30s play style. They don't support a, a 40s level play style. That's true. <clears throat> I mean, the game, the game can truth. Like, the game supports me. With my Enterprise and the number of speed-ups that I get and the amount of stuff that I get daily if I play a couple of events or like today I did Swarm, okay? Like, Swarm pays me enough trite to truly operate for, for probably a week. Like, honestly, just in dailies. Now, that doesn't count rating. It doesn't count PvP, all right? But dailies, my dailies for an entire week, Swarm pays me on Sunday. It pays me enough Tritanium. I mean, you got to think. I got, I got, what, 15 million trite today? That's 45 repairs of my Enterprise. Truthfully. Yeah, but you haven't seen the cost of trite for your next ship yet. And well, we'll I, no, realize, I know that. realize why you're getting that amount. Oh, yeah. No, trust me. I know that. I, I, I know. And that's what I'm saying, that, that, that the events don't pay out to support the higher ops level players. All right? Right now, at my point, even at ops 39 with my epic ship, my, my Swarm Sunday pays me enough for 45 repairs of my Enterprise. I, can, I could get through the week on 45 repairs. I could. Now, that doesn't leave any room for PvP or raiding or that other stuff. But, again, I'm raiding, so I can supplement that. All right? I mean, Wham, we just raided a player on our server the other day who was holding, what, 4 billion Tritanium? It took three hours. All right? And our alliance picked up 4 billion. Now, out of that, I think I picked up three or 400 million Trite. That'll fund, that'll fund me for a couple of months. So that's another argument. Why is the next survey level ship so expensive to repair, and why can it not take away more from bases just for that reason? I mean, the economy's increased. We're actually getting more and more in our bases, people up in the, you know, the billions. Why is the next survey ship not pulling out at least 10 million or more, you know, Agreed. and make it cheaper so it's not 27 million trip to repair? Yep. I, I, yeah, that, that's I true, actually. Like, I have a T4 uh, water. Uh, and basically it cost me 50 million to repair so it doesn't make sense to me just pulling 2 million 2 and a half million whatever per, yeah per you can trip. do you, you can use your faction ships to get the same exact amount exactly 
I think that's the point that Wham and I both are making. We aren't supposed to be in G4 ships yet. We're still supposed to, the economy is built for G3 ships, G2 ships. This is where we're supposed to be spending well, our time. I know you money. keep saying that, but, but noticed, at the same time, players. Everything they have released since opening up G4 space has been level 21, level 24, level 28. It's been low-level stuff because we're not. Scopely isn't ready for it. The only, I think, the only reason they they, they should not have actually released it. They should exactly. Have Thank well, you. Be you ready. Would have quit anyway <laughs> because you were screaming, pissed off, sitting at thirty-nine for a year. You should have never got to thirty-nine in the first year. Well, I, I, mean, I know it did. It. They you, unlocked it to satisfy some of you guys. Yeah, they wasted so much money, money that they know are getting pissed. <laughs> It's, well, it's a, it's a damned if you do or damned if you don't. But I mean, the way but, the game is is scheduled economy wise, we should we should, none, nobody should be using anything higher than the jellyfish right now. Do you? But let me ask you, and 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 this is this is a fair question, I think, because it it almost sounds like, and I know I know what you're saying is probably not the way I'm taking it, but it sounds like you're blaming the players for consuming content that was made available to them. It's not that I'm putting blame on them. It's that I can't feel sorry for them. They're they're whining because they dug their own hole. I want uh, okay. I am, but it, a whole a whole nonetheless. I have, I, that, I have the money to spend. I want the best ship on the system server. I want all the officers, and I don't want to spend any money after I do it. I'm sorry. If you bought yourself into that bed, you've got to lay in it, or use the lower ships that. They are encouraging you to use, but is there? I, I do. But I is there not? I have not built my valor because it's not worth it. I understand what you're trying to say, but I'm just saying this shouldn't. I mean, literally to the point where it's not sustainable at all. You can't even repair it five times a week with the with the resources you're getting from events, even though you're winning first place. That's ridiculous. Well, I agree, and that's what I'm saying. I mean, so maybe, maybe the players spent themselves into a hole but at the same time the product was made available so now is it not scopely's responsibility to make the product viable i mean you bought a product so yeah i mean that would that would be like me buying a ford truck and now it it doesn't have an engine is that my fault <laughs> you know what i'm saying like or yeah, should they or should like they fix the engine ford truck and you can only buy ford gas and Ford gas costs 10 times what it would cost in a shed. Now then, yes, that's your own fault. Uh. Also, this game has a lot of strategy in it, too. Let's look at the contest we just went through. There's 50s that said they were spending $2 billion an hour to keep up with me. You know how much I totally spent in Dill for 24 hours? $6.8 million. To be fair, you only had, uh, you had five Stellas. But that doesn't matter. If even three Stellas, I still would have been ranked number five. Because I wasn't using two of them half the time. I only really used three stellas most of the time. The other two were in the system or warping. So really, you only needed three. So anybody with three could have done what I did. I just did it smarter than most people. Because I used lower ships, like you're supposed to. And use strategy for your win. I, I, I use my enterprise on a daily basis. I don't use anything else except for jelly for the capital traders i understand how what you're talking about but i'm saying that when they offer something they should let us use it once in a while like i've literally not been I agree. because it's not worth it i agree and arians and arians got a point too that there should be 
at least eventually, there should be appropriate adjustments made for players to be able to use the ships that they paid for and use the content that they paid for. And and maybe Absolutely. our expectation on the timing of that adjustment differs from that of Scopely. But, I mean, listen, it's been a year. Like, how long is this premium access supposed to last? It's been a year. Yeah. To, to be absolutely honest with you, I think the fact that the last nine months has been giving you discoveries and Stellas and Vidars should have been your first clue. But do you, there's no one disagrees. They're showing you where they want you to spend your time. I understand people don't want to play with this extra content. They don't want to play with the new stuff. They want to get their pylums and go up in dark space and whatever's next up there. The point is, Scopely's not ready for it yet. The only reason they unlocked it is because they kind of let, let the players dig them into the hole of having people sitting at level 39 emailing them 15 times a day saying, I want to spend money with you. I want to give you my black card. Give me something to do. So Scopely said, okay, and but here's, here's, here's the rub. We can unlock this for you, but it's going to be even more expensive because we're not ready for it. Yeah, okay, and, and I, I'll, I'll go with that. For the sake of argument, I'll go with it, but – Again, how long? How long does that path go on? Like, I mean, this, this, is, again, a, this is an easy fix. This is an easy fix. I mean, truthfully, they could adjust base values at any. You don't even have to touch the research tree if you just go in and hack base values by fifty percent. Okay, then G four is usable. I mean, that's it, Snake Eyes. That's all you got to do. Make I it, agree. make it half, and it's usable. I absolutely agree. But then here's my next question. How many, are, how many of the people, if they do that in March, how many people are going to be screaming, where's G5? No, where's G5? I'm not. No, listen, don't, don't make the cost of the ship half, okay? Make the, the base values of maintaining the ship half, okay? Uh, repa- yeah, I mean, repair people have to pay for it. It's the maintenance that's the, that's, that's the problem. Yeah, they're willing. Listen, they're willing. They already spent. They're willing to spend on the ships, all right? And listen, not a ton of players have finished G4 content. Okay. Uh, look sure. at Gregor, for example. He's still flying in a 46 ship, so he still has a, a 50 path, and he still has two other factions. Okay. So there are players that have not finished with G4 that are still whales, and and they will. You know, Gregor told me the other day, he said, listen, when I get to a billion, I'll start on another faction. So they still have time, and they're still willing to spend Okay, on, on you know, working on those other factions. The, the problem is, Again, you can have players spending on the ships, but if you make the the cost of running them half, then they actually get to use what they spent. And and they're still going to spend the same amount of money. They're still going to spend on building the ships. They're still going to spend on upgrading the ships. And and arguably, they'll use those ships more. All right? If if it, arguably they'll use those ships more, therefore resulting in maintaining the ships if they feel that it's a decent value to use them. If 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 the pylum cost 150 million tried to repair instead of 300 million to repair, he's more likely to fly that thing and use it. You see, it's it's the concept of nickel and dimes. All right? You're going to spend you're going to if if that repair is $3 a repair, that in your mind is a lot easier to stomach than $10 a repair. You know what I'm saying? So I I do agree with that. And I can even say, like, for some of these PvP events, one of the things I know I mentioned, and I may have missed you mentioning it, um, have happy hour repair costs and times for PvP events for warships. 
you guys want to take your pylons and stuff out and whack them against each other get half price and half half the time and not just not just for g4 for g3 for g2 you could do that that mechanic already exists it was the con repair speed ups remember the con crew you could bring the con crew back for a couple of days at a time if you want to get people to spend this stuff and and just do it do it for only warships and during any pvp pvp we could also make it back and by balance the game with a warship that the Enterprise or Jelly can actually hurt yeah. a Kelvin at all. Yeah. So that would cost, force them more repairs. So if they made it cheaper and you're still repairing it more frequently because people actually can damage you, then that would balance the offset. It would. It would. Because it's, so. it's dumb that I can you can have a max Jelly and not even scratch a Kelvin. I mean, that's that's stupid. Well, well I, I haven't got my Enterprise yet, and I've been flying for, what, 21 months. And That's see, probably the the correct progression rate. Well, and and arguably, you know, uh, Snake Eyes is right about one thing. You know, and and I didn't want to draw a lot of attention to this during the actual podcast, but. That's why I wanted to also demonstrate, for example, the research on whole on whole health points, uh, because there are researches that are still going to give us a diminished return, even for the G3 players. The obvious one, of course, is repair cost, and the obvious target of that research is G4 players, because it's just so magnificent. Um, but you know, there's researches with diminished return, even for the G3 players. But again... You know, I argue that the G4 players, as far as repair cost, have it worse. Again, I could spend $0.08 cents on repairing the Enterprise compared to their $10. You know, and, and most of you, Wham, I'm sure yours is probably very similar. You're probably $0.08 to $0.10 cents on repairing a G3 Epic. You know, you might be, you might be $0.50 cents or $0.30 cents on repairing your Jelly. But now to repair a Kelvin, I mean, to spend $10, I mean, that's, that's insane. It's just too much of a gap. I, I, I don't have one. And where's the mechanic in the game where they can actually grind or earn that return? Oh, my God. I forgot to do my bonus refinery. Son of a bitch. Why, and I hate to say it this way. They should have been smart enough not to buy it in the first place. So, Or just leave it in your dock. The game will catch up eventually. And, yes, we need to complain about it. No one disagrees what you're saying. They need to fix it. However, you shouldn't be using it. Be smarter than the game. Well, that's true. I mean, and that's kind of the point I think that I'm making. We're not supposed to be. When I say we, I mean as a collective. I, I think the highest player right now should just be, now be starting to get jellyfish. That's how the the economy is 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 scaled to where people should just now be getting jellyfish. Now, obviously, we're way 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 past that. It's, we, were past, we had jellyfishes a year ago. I mean, it's kind of old news. Yes, you you there jellyfishes became available a year ago. I could have bought a jellyfish a year ago. Do I have a jellyfish? No. Why? Because I know I can't afford to have a jellyfish. You still can't buy a jellyfish. You have to win it. And if I wanted to put $10,000 into the game, I could have one next month. Period. <clears throat> I mean... If I wanted to drop that money, I could have a jellyfish auction and I could buy the packs to upgrade everything and have jellyfish. My point is, it, it's it's not we, we shouldn't be there yet. 
Well, I I can understand that position, but I I do disagree with it. If the game no, I, if the game's going to make the content well. available, then it needs to be supported. That that's like that's like Windows when Windows came out with Windows 10. All right, when it was brand spanking new. All right, and it required all your software to be updated, and half your software didn't work, and it wasn't compatible. The equivalent is a brand spanking new product coming out of Microsoft being like. Oh, well, we're not going to support you for a year. You're on your own. We want you to beta test, but we ain't helping you with shit. And in a year, we'll start offering customer support. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I, I I just disagree. If the product is made available, it needs to be supported. Plain and simple. Well, well, we had a guy on our alliance who just went nuts on Federation, right, to the point where he could no longer do his dailies. And it took him forever to drag it back. He got himself in a position where he wasn't ready to be at in the game. I mean, there's a lot of things I'd like. I'd like to have this game, like a ship, even do a minimal damage. Like if you rammed an Enterprise into a Kelvin, it should have a minimal amount to actually reduce. Yeah, it might, might take three or might take three right? or four. It can't runs. get any less than that, right? It hits it for its hull health. That'd be wonderful, and then just raise all the hull health to the other ships to balance them out. You know? Yeah. Then these people can just take realtors and go hit it. That doesn't make any sense. No, no, well, no, sense. not the that. Realtor, let's say, would have ten hit hull points, and yeah, but the Kelvin point is, would have a million hull points. The How point many is, you hit the realtor that many times to kill Kelvin? No. Yeah, the point <laughs> is like what Gregor suggested a couple of shows ago is that you know exactly what Wayne is saying now. There should be some effect. The gap should be closer than it is. Listen, I'm not going to go heads up against the Kelvin with my Enterprise and beat it, but but. If I run at it, if I run at it three or four times, I should be able to damage it enough to eventually take it out. You know what no, I'm but saying? That's the point, right? That's the whole point of the shield health and the shield, like that whole the whole research, the whole concept of shield is going to disappear if that if, you, if that's what happens. Well, I'm not saying well, make it. it I'm not saying take less damage. Yeah, I'm not saying make it a a, a a mandatory minimum. I'm just saying the gap should be closer together to where. You know, that level 42 ship does not reign supreme. Like, it should be susceptible to damage, not necessarily easily defeated. Like, look, look at, look at a, a, a Burrell versus an Enterprise. Right now, a decently tiered Burrell could take out a tier 2 or a tier 3 Enterprise, right? Like, like a, say, let's say a tier 6 Burrell could absolutely kill a tier 2 Enterprise. Can a tier 6 Enterprise take out a tier 2 Kelvin? No fucking chance. No fucking chance. I, if I if I ran my tier six enterprise into a tier two Kelvin ten times, no fucking chance. You see what I'm saying? It it should be closer together. But also the 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 base rate mechanic is slightly broken as well. Like literally the other day, I was somebody tried to raid me. I was just seeing how many hits he can do. Imagine I have an 81 million base and he cracked me in 13 and a half hits from Sal. For Miss Sally, that's just ridiculous. That's the best ship to crack a base with. Yeah, Why is Sal- that Sally, Sally's pretty damn 13 good. Thirteen hits, thirteen hits for the eighty million base. Eighty, yes, because it's the Sally. Have an eighty-one million that, base that shouldn't be possible <laughs> in thirteen hits. Is that, I'm not saying they should be cracking, but they should at least have a little bit of skills in. Uh, you don't understand what a Sally does. You should go watch Red Deuce's video. Sally, the the reason I'm not saying it should be. I'm just saying it shouldn't be possible. 
you yeah, say, you thank, say thank, it's not possible. Thank but you, you Matt. don't understand what it does. You Look need at, to watch I'm the video. I'm saying it shouldn't be possible. I'm not saying it's not possible. It, it should be possible. Based on its fiery panel, pattern, it is possible. It's math. Just, just go watch the video. Trust so look, look at You'll look understand. at Captain Mark's meme right here. That's a joke, okay? But that's exactly the point I'm illustrating. That ship is the Kelvin, and the other twelve ships. All right, those other or that that truck is the Kelvin, and the other fifteen cars. Those are my enterprises, and they don't scratch the paint. Okay, they don't scratch the paint, and that is the point. All right. I should be able I should be able to at least make a run at that thing, you know, four, five, maybe six, maybe seven, maybe thirteen. Okay? But I'm here to tell you, even with thirteen hits of my enterprise against that Kelvin, I am not taking it out. And that's the point. That the there's too much of a gap that makes the ships literally impenetrable. The ships are are immortal against any G3 ship. Any G3 ship. The level 42s are immortal. Oh, damn expensive to repair. <laughs> well, they're they're immortal. They are. And it shouldn't be that way. Yeah, but but even if you end up killing one, killing it like with 100 ships, it's still more expensive than your 100 enterprises. Well, that's true. You're damn straight. It cost me eight Good cents. Cost him ten dollars. <laughs> yeah, it cost me eight cents. We're asking to reduce the cost, right? We're asking to reduce the cost, but still allow lower ships to hit them so they balance out. So if Scopely, if it was a money issue, then that's how you balance it. You allow the lower ships to damage it, and you reduce the cost of the larger ship. The larger ship's still going to win because they purchase it, and then that's how it's going to work. But you know, make it fair. Yeah. Well, I should say fair because there's pay to play. You know. That's how it should be. Flip the page. Imagine the run on pitchforks and torches if we could. The wilds would be going, can't do that. And by the way, if if Enterprise A was sitting in the middle of the system and I saw one million Rialtas come out of it and kill it, it'd be hilarious. That would be awesome. I'd put that on YouTube. Hell yeah. If it was, you repair for eight cents, I'd watch it too. Oh. Do you have any idea how long one million realtors would take? Well, that's what I'm saying, minimum damage. Well, earlier, you were to fight me on minimum damage. But even if a realtor had a minimum damage, it would eventually kill it. And that's how I no, think it should It be. never gets to cost to repair versus cost to repair. Yeah, that's too. Kelvin, with enough ships that it cost me to repair what it would cost you to repair that Kelvin, that Kelvin should be just as dead as all those ships I lost. Agreed. I remember a show where we did the math about how much mitigates, how much goes to the hole, how much the shield. If you ain't throwing enough at the shields, you're never going to touch the hole. Yeah, but you, you see this all the time when you kill hostiles. You always take minimum damage. That's true. You never do not take damage unless you get a single shot with a seven. And that's still slightly a damage drop, but it's very insignificant. Yeah, and we're talking about Kelvin's. So Captain Mark says, "Go a step further. What about Newtons? I mean, Newtons are even worse. I mean, Newton. I bet you, I bet you that uh, there's a player on my server that has one. It's pretty, pretty stout. Uh, what is it? Level? What's uh, Farts is uh, Kelvin? Eighteen million point five million. Eighteen like million. That, so yeah. I'm here to tell you 
that there is not enough trite in my galaxy. There is not enough trite in my galaxy to repair my Enterprise enough times to kill that ship even one time. It cannot happen. And by the way, yeah, Spock uh, says, yes. by the, yeah, Spock, you say a million guys with a, a black powder rifle should be able to take down a tank, and, and yeah. yeah. I mean, li- listen, if you really want to get practical about it, a million black powder shots to a tank is probably at least going to F it up a little bit. All right, one million shots to that tank is probably going to do some damage at least. Okay. Unless they got musket repellent. Yeah, that's right. I mean, it's that's a that's I know that was supposed to be a sarcastic reply, but honest to God, a million rifle fires at a tank should do some damage. I it, mean, because to be absolutely fair, with the PvP banding we have, a, a level at least a level forty-five can hit my level thirty-five ship. It might be higher than that. I don't have the numbers in front of me. That's fine. But if he hits me and kills me fifty times. I should be able to kill his ship once in that time. That's what I'm saying. There dying. That's what I'm saying. There should be there should be at a little bit closer of a power gap that it, that gives me a shot. Even if it's even if it's ten suicides or twenty suicides, but I should be damaging it enough to eventually be able to kill it. It should not well, be. Even if he just sandblasts the pine a bit. Do you think that's why they brought Harrison back so G three ships could damage G four ships? A well, bit? here's the problem: there's not really a super good G three ship to use against those ships. Like the Sally is still the best one. Like the Gladius is okay, but the Sally is still the best ship for Harrison. So, honestly, to be honest with you, Wham, I don't know how you feel about this. If you wanted Harrison to be relevant today with the G3 higher-level ships, you actually got to put him back to what his original ability was and let him go two rounds. That's how you... Is this where you need to shift the um, shield to hull the 80-20? Maybe go 70-30? Well, you could do something like that, yeah. I mean, like I said, Harrison being in the game today really doesn't do anything more than what he did a year ago because the Gladius is the next closest one and it just doesn't fire the the damage that other ships do. I mean, the Gladius in round one still fires about equal damage of that of the Sally. Now, long term, the Gladius does a lot more, but Harrison only lasts one round. Now, if you want Harrison to have the kind of effect today that he did 18 months ago, put him back to his original ability. Harrison was just before his time. If you gave Harrison the ability that he's got now, the 60% shield ignore, for two rounds, now you make the auger relevant. Now you yeah. make um, the Enterprise even throws a kinetic in the uh, – doesn't it throw the photon torpedo in the second round? So now you've wow. got a couple of – energy. It's still energy. When when the well the Enterprise doesn't have a kinetic, but the the photon weapon is higher powered, isn't it? So yes. Wouldn't Harrison be good for base smashing? Only if you can one shot him. Yeah, I mean, well, it's got to right. it's got to be done pretty quick too. You only get one round. So. Again, you know, that that's what I'm saying. Harrison was just ahead of his time. If he if he had his original ability today, there's more ships you could use him on. You could still use him on the Sally, all right, in the low to mid thirties. Uh and the the epic level ships could you know, I mean the Augur would be just oh gosh. The Even the Stella. Yeah. I mean those ships could actually I mean, wham, I don't know, 
But could an auger, a, a strong-tiered auger, tier 6, tier 7, could it now potentially have a shot against a Kelvin uh, if it had Harrison for two rounds and was able to use the obliterator, especially if you were burning and, you know, I mean, maybe. I, I couldn't give you the answer. It, it, it might actually do some damage, but. but I can yeah, put him on an auger with, like, Khan or somebody or. You the know, problem is, yeah, but anywhere the with Khan and Joachim and hit some bases and see what happens with that. The auger is one of the worst ships to use Khan on because in round one, he only fires energies. And honestly, the auger's energies are weak. The auger. No, not, he, uh, no I'm not saying as a captain. Khan hmm. is not a captain. Actually, Khan is a captain for base cracking. Khan's a great captain for base not cracking. Not if you would have him with with Harrison, though. Well, Harrison's officer ability is the potent one. <clears throat> Harrison doesn't need to be captain. Harrison's officer ability is the big one. So, what yeah. about Pike and Harrison? Well, Pike-Harrison works. It still only takes you up to like 80%, though. Yeah, Pike and Harrison do work. I mean, we've tested that. Captain Planet says Harrison and Khan don't work together, I heard. I don't know. I haven't tested that. I don't know. But, I mean, again, Khan's, Khan's captain's maneuver. Harrison is all one-round combat. Khan is a slow buildup. Yeah, Khan, Khan's officer or uh, captain's maneuver is is also, actually, his captain's maneuver, I think, is also only a round or two. Uh, because it, well, no, it is long-term. Two rounds one, at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For that's, the captain's ability. For the captain's ability, yeah. First two rounds of combat. But you also got to remember, mitigation. too, most base cracks, most base cracks are only going to be two to three rounds. Most people don't last longer than two to three rounds against the base. Right. That's so. why the Sally is the most effective ship to use. It may take you like 20 times to hit a base, but it's cost efficiency. You should never yeah. not be using anything. But the yeah, Sally. and be ready. That's why it works. That's why it works so well, because that big gun, I mean, there's no gun like it in G3 space. That the, Even the Enterprise, even the D4, even the Augur, nobody has a gun like that Sally, and that's why. That's 100% why. Guys, uh, I am literally freezing my gonads off, so I'm going to wrap up this after party episode thank you guys for sticking around hope you guys enjoy it uh once we or if we get this thing published up there's actually good information in it and i may post it up anyway uh but i may not do it right away Uh, and the reason (laughs) well it doesn't matter i'll get around to putting it up okay don't worry about that we'll put it up there was great conversation here and i thank you guys for participating this is a talking trek after party episode more community roundtable and just kind of discussing ideas and this is what you can expect here from talking trek live my name is ultimate djs appreciate you guys being here we'll catch you on the next one see you later